Well, turn with me to Matthew chapter 24, if you would. I'm going to talk to you. I talked to this uh, Grace Life Church on Wednesday about being water walkers. And that's, uh, that was them. And I don't know if they really are water walkers, but I know you are. And that we've acclimated to um, a life, a church life, that's not conventional. That we don't do things where we do it conventionally. That doesn't mean that we're rebels. We're not. We're doing everything we can the Lord. But, but our path has not been so clear and so uh, laid out as it would. For instance, over here, the man that showed me the building the, when I called the pastor, he's been going to this church 62 years. And he's just two years older than me. His grandson came in the other day because this man was showing him. He's been coming here 20 years. Now, that's a pretty stable church life. I mean, you, you, you just everybody's been here forever. They told me that if somebody starts visiting over there, they're going to have a church meeting and see if they want them. That's how they think. You don't just show up. If you, if you start getting interested, they're going to have a meeting and say, do we want them in our family? Maybe not. See, that's just, that's just, that, that's a close-knit family, or whatever you call it, that actually would be, let the, let the record show that Ben spoke truth. Yes, sir. But, but we, we, we're seeing that's foreign to us. This is our sixth property, and we've just been here 20-something years, because we don't care. I don't care. I would rather, I would rather. I thought Coker was the end of it, and uh, I sure didn't think 69 was the end of it, but I was willing uh, I moved into a house in Seminole, Texas one time because the church, we ran out of money. And it was everything. I'd quit farming. I'd given up a million-dollar business to uh, come into the ministry. So we sold our house. We had equity in our house. We sold our, we'd actually traded a church member's house for our house and then put the money in the church. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you when, when you're in love, you just, you just go all the way. So uh, that's the way it is here. What, just whatever, whatever. I'm not saying we've hit it every time, but he's got us back on track if we, if we didn't, and we're on a path. And if we need a nice building, I promise you it's not going to strain heaven for us to have a what you call a proper church. But there's a proving here. There's a like, uh, who, what will you do until then? Are you just going to serve me if everything's, you know, steepled and stained and glass? And, you know, are you going to go with me no matter what? Well, see, I'm in. Ben's in. We're all in. Hallelujah. It is a beautiful church. Hallelujah. And who knows where we'll be in this property. It'll all be good. Amen. But it's, it's, so I noticed in Matthew 25, there's an accountability. We're not going there, but we, that's where the master gave his three servants, uh, you know, five, two, and one talent, and went away. And the Bible says he came back and said, what have y'all done with my stuff? There was an accountability. We're accountable at River Church. I mean, in the kingdom. We're accountable to be at the right place. We're accountable to show up. If God says show up, if he doesn't say show up, oh, he did say show up. He did say forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. So he did say show up. And uh, he did say give. I mean, we're accountable. There's an account. It's not like people are living church now where there's no accountability. If I want to, I do. If I don't want to, I don't. And there's no, there's, no, there's no lightning, there's no fire, there's no disasters. So God must not care. But the truth is we're in the age of grace. 
There is no judgment. Except at the end, when you have to produce your fruit or your work at the end of your life, you're judged on what you did. You're not judged day to day. God's not judging if you go to church, whether you give or whether you're mean. But there is a, there is a reckoning at the end, isn't there? You've got to get it all straightened out before the end. If you waller it out in, on this end or that, he doesn't whack on you. But, but you do have to get it straightened out. Same thing with parenting. You can live like the devil and not parent and not do and not care. But those kids are going to, if you don't spend time with them before they leave, you will spend time with them after they leave. They shall return <laughs> with handout and babies and, and bills. And, you know, I, I can just, I watched it. So there is an accountability, even though it's not day to day. You can kick the cat and God won't say a thing, but eventually you're going to be found with trouble in your life. And, but it, they don't know that. Nobody seems to know that. They're like, nothing had bad happened. It must be okay with God. I think I'll go do it again and again and again. Doesn't matter if I go to church where they preach the word. Doesn't matter that they're telling the truth. It doesn't matter that I don't do anything. I'm a slug. But there is accountability. And the word, I can show it to you over and over. There's an accountability. It's just not today. Amen. So, but we're in Matthew 14. Not doing very good this morning on time, but we will go as far as we can. It says in chat, I love this, this uh, uh, in Matthew 14. Let me get there. We've been reading this, and there's something in it that we need to go over and over until it gets in us. The Word teaches us, and I teach you all this. It's not exposure that changes you. It's mastery. It's a craft. It's like Ben being a painter. He, he has to be good at it. It's, it's mastery that gets him work after work after work. Uh, what you do. You have to have mastery. You can't just say, well, I've plumbed a little and electrical a little and carpenter a little. You know, nobody wants that. Nobody wants a brain surgeon to work on their head that says, you know, I've dabbled in that on the weekends. <laughs> I've seen it done. <laughs> I was on my iPod, but I, I saw it done. No, we're, we're called to be masters at what we do, what we have. And so... Here we are, chapter 14, uh, verse 24 says, uh, The ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Remember now, the ship was in the midst of the sea in order to cross the sea. This was not a little fishing trip or a little cruise. They were getting across the sea because Jesus had told them, we're going there. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Wow. That's the first time we've seen that. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, Yea, Lord, that you talk to us when we're in trouble, when we think we're in trouble, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Now, I want to just stop there and say that he might not speak to you when you are in trouble, but his word will always speak to you. It'll be the same as, but he said to them, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. That's what this does. When stuff troubles you, when you're walking across, when you're, when you're in the midst of the sea and the waves are boisterous, go to this and he will say, be of good cheer, got this. You're okay, we're good, we're good, we, we're, uh, we're going to the other side. 
We, and we will go, the word, go to the other side, has the power to get you to the other side. And that's why at River Church, we are going to the other side, because he's told us, I want you to go to the other side. Well, Lord, there's a lot of waves, a lot of wind. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you just keep on sailing. There's a big parallel here and in your life. And so uh, Peter answered, verse 28, and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come. And he said, come. And we, when Peter was come down out of the ship by himself with no one following, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Isn't that a great day? You know, when you nail it in your faith, just like Barry saying, the word of the Lord came. Deborah said, you know, laid hands on. It's a great day. That is walking on the water. That is seeing what you believed for. So he walked on the water, and when he saw the wind boisterous, so what if the symptoms came back to Barry? You know, he's clear for six months, and all of a sudden, here they come back. I had a ganglion cyst, and I worked on it in my faith, worked on it. My dad had had one. I said, Dad, what do you, what do, you do? He said, you take a big book, and you lay your hand down there, and you smack it. He says, it hurts like thunder, but it'll go away. Is there anybody else up there? <laughs> Where's that scripture? <laughs> That's what he said he did. But I had one, and I got rid of it with my faith. But then it, then it started popping back up. It started, I could see it was coming up. So that's, gonna, that's likely going to happen. Amen? You get the reload. The devil, the devil wants to know what you really got. And uh, uh, where am I? Immediately, verse 30, when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, beginning to sink. So after the symptoms gone, after the troubles fixed, after the money came... It might come back again. It might be where you see things again. And he cried, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand. He does not say, nanani nunu. He does not say, uh, you're on your own. You suck it up and get in faith. He is, he's, his mercy endureth forever. He gets back to us. But then he might say, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? The point here, the story here, is that Peter was a water walker. But I want you to notice that in verse 31, that Jesus, even though he walked on the water and nobody else did, didn't before, didn't that day, and we have no record of ever after that day, did any man ever walk on the water? I'd say that was an attaboy. I'd say, you're the man. But the Lord Jesus said, oh, thou little faith. Wherefore didst thou doubt? What? What? Come on, Lord. This is, this is big. I got out there. I went the distance, and then I got a little, little, little willy-nilly, and I backed up and went down. The Lord gave him no slack. And I want to remind y'all, we can't be judging ourselves on our good intentions or even on what we start. Or even what we get, like the stuff on the hands, but it comes back and we just lose it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? People that have had cancer, they go through chemo and get it, and they get it. The doctor says, whew, we got that. That's amazing. 
but then it comes back and people lose it. It tells you what really happened the first time. It was medical or whatever. I don't even judge that. I'm just saying. And you go, well, Lord, we beat it the first time. You got to beat it. You can't beat it, but or beat it almost. The Lord expects us to master everything we do because his word is complete. It's not a pretty good word. It's not a most of the time word. It's not a it's a, it's better than anything else you got word. It is absolute. And you say, well, it didn't work that way for me. It should. And if you'll reload, it will. Are y'all amening? That's the truth. That is the truth. Now, you can get a, you can get anybody else to say something different. Well, not according to my experience. Well, we don't care about your experience. We, we, got, we got them lined up with experiences, and they're all different. We want the Word. It never fails, and everything else fails. So, the point being, Peter was a really good one, had done something that's never been replicated, but still he got a little chewing out. Did y'all see Coach Saban uh, talk about uh, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct? I heard words I've never heard before, and they bleeped it out. <laughs> Don't look, Ethel. <laughs> oh, he was upset. Well, I don't say the Lord was say, upset, but he gave Peter no slack is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Now, remember that. Remember that as we go. I'm going to call Peter the exponential man. I'm going to call him the more than enough man. The word exponential, which is not a Bible word, but it is all about the Bible. It means growing, rising, and increasing very rapidly or very greatly. Point to yourself and say, that's me. Come on, that's me. I'm the exponential man. And I want to tell you, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, God's Word, is full of exponential living. What is exponential living? It's living above natural law. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you something. You can't live good without it. Natural, everybody, with more money than you, with more talent than you, with better looks than all of us, with more opportunity, they can't make it work. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? I can't do it. I cannot beat the system is what I'm saying. You cannot beat the natural system. You live in the natural law, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have tribulation, you're going to have trouble. Uh, one out of three people contract cancer, that sort of thing. Uh, the financial systems can crash. Your money was in a safe place. Suddenly it didn't. All those things are out there. If you want to be an exponential man, and I'm, that's genderless, you're going to have to live by faith. I'm going to have to live by faith. And if you, if you pick and choose when you live by faith, you'll never find one that suits you. The Lord says, let's walk on the water. What else you got? What else you got? Can we do something else? Now, I did hear this the other day about the Lord told me that we in the kingdom, all of us, have two modes of, of life. When we go to tell somebody that's not born again, that's a sinner, we have to persuade them. When, to get someone born again, this is how it happened for you and me, somebody persuaded us. 
And they may have told us, listen, I didn't have Jesus and I was miserable. I was a wreck. I was this and that. And I got him and my life calmed down and I got victory and everything. You persuade them. But after they're born again and you want to tell somebody like I try to all the time, you can live like days of heaven on earth. There's a life that's above just being saved and someday in the sweet by and by, you can move into better. It's called heaven, but it won't get better till then. That's what they'll tell you. That's what they'll tell you is you got to suffer and you got to you got to get down and you got to get rid of your money. Money's evil and you got to you got to just take it. But the Lord will somehow grind you through and someday we'll have the victory. Not someday. We have the victory now. But uh, now let me tell you, you can't persuade people of that. This is a big revelation for me. When this came to me, I, I was overwhelmed by it. Because I'm trying to persuade people. You need to put on the Jesus life. You need to live in the kingdom. You need to, to you can't do it. They don't, none of it. Because their life is so full of junk, all they can think about. Am I going to heaven? Yeah, you're going to heaven. Okay, I'm good. But here's what they can't deny, is when you demonstrate it. You persuade for the new birth, but you demonstrate the abundant life. Say, I can do it. Well, it's self-serving, too. As you're demonstrating the abundant life, you're having an abundant life. Yay! Because they, they're not getting their bills paid, but you are. Supernaturally, I mean, we put, you know, that, that thing that says if it's not your need, if it doesn't meet your need, it must be your seed. How many of y'all know? We've all put our end of the rope. That was all of it. If this doesn't work, we're, we're, we're sunk. We've all been in there, and he's always, well, we're still here, and we're blessed. So you persuade for the new birth. Honey, you're going to hell. There ain't no... Well, I'm a good, I'm a good granny. I, I, I love people and I, you know... If you don't have Jesus, honey, you're going to hell. Well, I don't think so. Yeah. So you persuade them. You persuade them. You persuade them. I, but the, the abundant life... This is a new thing for me. You put on a demonstration. So... I have determined, and I have for a long time, to live an exponential life. And it's in the Word. And let me show you some things in the Word. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, let me just read this to you, because we've already talked about it. Verse 9 says, Two can accomplish more than twice as much as one. More than twice. Deuteronomy 32.30 says, How can one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight. That's exponential living. Because by yourself, you're good for 1,000, but here comes 10,000. Well, Deborah Ann pulls in, closes ranks with me, and we agree. We stand as one, but there's two of us, and 10,000 are pushed back. That's exponential living. Because ordinarily, it'd be 2,000 are pushed back, but exponential living puts back 10,000. Two is better than one. Uh, in 2 Kings, you turn there with me if you would. 2 Kings 
back there where the pages stick together. Second Kings, you want a little joke? It's after First Kings. Hallelujah. Second Kings 2. Look what it says. A little story here that talks about exponential living. Exponential living is growing, rising, and increasing very rapidly or very greatly. I want that, Joey. I want that, Pam. I want my life to grow and increase rapidly. I'm a type A personality anyway. I don't like to sit around. So this fits me. But it ought to fit you too. It says in chapter 2, you know the story. Um, it's in verse 9. It came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, that's his helper, ask what I shall do for thee before I am taken away from thee. Now, how many of y'all know you got to have an answer right there? It's not get back to me in an email. It's right now. Tell me what you want. Y'all remember the story where God came to a Solomon, the wisest man, and said, uh, I like you, son. I like you a lot. You are my man. I'm going to give you, ask me, and I'll give you whatever you want. Yay. Solomon said, I don't need riches or long life. I want wisdom to Rule your people. And God said, that's an attaboy. I'm not only going to give you wisdom to rule, but I'm going to give you long life and riches and honor because you chose right. Now look what Elisha said. He said, before I be taken from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Well, he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Well, y'all know it. He saw him going up in the chariot of fire, and uh, the mantle of Elijah fell on, he, fell on Elisha. And uh, he took it, put it on. A mantle is a, is a cape thing. And he put it on, and he went out there, and he smote the waters, uh, of the river, and they divided, and he walked through, and it's recorded. You can go through and, and read them. Elisha performed exactly twice as many miracles as Elijah. That is the exponential life. Well, what, what, did he have to work hard, or did he? No, he just had to answer out of his heart. And you and I got to have an answer. We got to have a faith answer for however God comes. Do I mean that God's going to come through the door and say, Annette? Ask me what you will, and if you can do it, yep, Bob, in nine seconds. She's got nine seconds to answer this, or it's all over. No, you've got to have a faith answer. If God comes to you, and he's going to come, he's not going to come through the door and speak to you bodily necessarily, but he's going to put things in front of you that are a choice. I said a choice. To live carnally, naturally, by, by the law of the land, or to live by faith. Where you stop and say, Lord, I'm going to hold on for your best. Lord, I'm going, to, I'm going to hook my wagon to your star, and I'm going to go with you. Even though, man, I don't see it, I don't understand it, I don't like it. It's just, but you have to have a faith answer. Y'all got a faith answer inside? Got to rehearse it. 
This is what I'm asking for God. This is the dream that's on me, not the big house on the hill, not to have a uh, hundred servants, not to have a company that's uh, not to be politically this, not to be wealthy or famous. My answer is in God. And you refine it and you, you, you hone it down till it's powerful. And you know what you want from God. You know the reason for your your life being in this generation, in this place. You know some things in God because you meditate on them. Elisha had meditated. It came right out. I want what this man has, but I want twice as much. Pretty, pretty bold. Because Elijah was like everything back then. It was real gutsy to say, I want what he's got. Uh, you can hardly imagine how that came out. Okay. Um, Ephesians 3.20. we got just a few minutes. I'm talking about the exponential life that's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. I'm, I'm making a demonstration of what God has already shown us that's in the Bible. He says he wants you to live by faith. What does that mean? He wants you to live an exponential life where stuff is, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. If you're carrying a big one and it seems that you're under pressure all the time and you can't get loose, you're not living an exponential life. You're living a natural life. Worry is a natural life. Doesn't mean that you don't always get it, that you can't get it wrong every once in a while and recover, but you gotta have, you gotta shorten your recovery time. You can't go off into a dark room for three weeks and just disappear because you're depressed. That's not an exponential life. You're knocked back just for a few minutes, and then you go and look for the word of the Lord. And the Bible says that David encouraged himself. Well, that meant he needed encouraging. And we all need encouraging. You got to get in here. You got to get in here. You got to get in here. This message is not being preached in this city this morning, except here. I'm just, I'm just wagering everything that you're not going to get this message everywhere. And I'm not patting me, I'm just saying it's the atmosphere that you've produced with your faith that says, I will have God's best. When I was in Seminole, Texas, pastoring there, little, little town, 7,000, county had 14,000, little church, I mean, not big, it was about 85. And uh, we, we said, we're in Seminole, but we'll have whatever Tulsa's having, we'll have whatever Dallas is having, we'll have whatever anybody's having anywhere, we will have it here. That it's not our obedience to be in Seminole does not cut us off from the best God has. And that's what we had. We had people say, Pastor Michael, can we come to your church in Seminole, Texas, wherever that is? <laughs> sure, come on in. And we had the best. Why? Because we just said, we're gonna, we have a dream inside and we honed it down. I, I'm getting off. Ephesians 3, this is the exponential man. I just can't get away from this scripture. I preached it long and hard Wednesday night. Now, unto him. So if you look that up, that's Jesus. Unto him that is able. He's fully able. He's got the stuff. Able to do exceeding. Look at the four adjectives. Exceeding abundantly above all. And then it goes into another whole realm. Above what? All that God wants. All that God can somehow produce. All God's will is. No, it's up to me. It's up to me. What is this that it's up to me 
that he says, I will do above whatever you say. There's no genie story that's ever come up with this. No magic story. No, no mythology that's, that's ever topped this. Our God has whooped all of them. He said, I will, I'm able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that you, Michael Billings, that you, Deborah Billings, that you, Garland Cash, can think, ask, imagine, or meditate. You have never thought of it. Because if you have, you hadn't tapped me out. I got stuff that you've never even imagined. This, you can't even get, if you think about this family, you can't get your head around it. You cannot, you can't even go there in your head and say, I got this figured out. Pants on fire. Nobody, this is above that God says, I will be supreme in this area. There will be no man that can know me and what I can do. It's kind of like understanding God. You just have to say, I'll just take it on your word. This is, this is we, 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 ha we never tap this out. But you think about your life, how he came up with something when you were at the bottom. And you would have never thought of it. Much less say, you know, I've engineered a plan. If God could do this, this would work. Then you look back after he does it his way and you go, you know, that wouldn't have worked. That would have been the pits, or that would have been a compromise, or that would have had suffering. I'm, I'm telling you, I've had my way, and my way was pitiful. But it's pretty supernatural, but still, after God got through with it, wow, he's good. Y'all, we got to surrender. we got to surrender. Quit thinking. You are not gifted to think. I am not gifted to think. I'm gifted to believe. Now, I got, I got stuff in here to believe. I got the mind of Christ down here to believe. I got the, I got the Spirit of God in here to believe. I have been, I have been, I am in union with Him, Corinthians says. I'm in union with Him. The, 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 the believer of all believing, I'm in union. I'm, break that egg and open it up and stir it three times in the skillet. That's me and God. You can't separate us. We're going to fry that puppy up, and it's going to be one thing. Exceeding, abundantly, above all little self here could ask, think, imagine, or meditate. It just boggles you. If it wasn't in the Bible, you'd never come up with it. You'd never say God was that good. You'd never dream he would be that nice. And here it is in Ephesians according to the power that worketh in us. Lord, come in. Lord, come. I want you. If it's according to how much of you is in me, pray in the Holy Ghost. We read the word. Oh, my God shall supply all of your needs. Get more of him in. I mean, he's in there all the way, but you stir him up. You stir him up. You stir him up. You make him the biggest thing. You make him the only thing. You make him the main event instead of, God, we're real busy right now this month. We'll get back to you in October. That's probably not going to be the power that worketh in you. Are we clear? It's, 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 you, you can't even hardly talk about it. You can just read it and be amazed. It takes the limits off. Point yourself with me and say, no limits. No limits. 
Well, I do more, but I, you know, there's just this and that. My, my husband and my money and my body and, and my kids and no limits. He just scorched them all in verse 20. Oh, I just love that. The Amplified says, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do to, to do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask, dare ask, <laughs> or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or demands. No matter what we push back at him, he says, I got that. It's like that insurance commercial that talks about, uh, am I covered in this? Yeah. And this, and this, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. It's a pitiful commercial, but it's... Uh, it's kind of like that. Hallelujah. Proverbs 28, 20. We got just a minute more. A few minutes. A bunch of minutes. Less than an hour. <laughs> we'll be gone before the sun goes down. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. It's good. Proverbs 28. And you know if we don't get through today. If you don't eat all your stuff today that's on the plate, we will serve it again next Sunday. Hallelujah. Or for Wednesday. Look what it says. This We've just looked at this. I know you all know this. It says in verse 20. Let's read the first part together. Ready? Read. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. Now, let's stop there just a second. The Bible says, which means God says. God says. When the Bible says it's God saying a faithful man will barely squeak by with a small evidence of some kind of increase. Abound with blessing. So all I got to do, I don't even have to be right. I don't even have to be smart. I don't even have to be intellectual or spiritual necessarily. Or, or, or all I have to do is be faithful. I can do that. Now, there's some stuff I can't do, you can't, but I can be faithful. Well, I'm tired. I can't go tonight. I can't go. Well, Wednesdays, it's far. Or Sundays, it's, it's you know, faithful. What, it's hard. Faithful is not easy. Or he'd say, everybody's going to abound with blessing. It's the man that says, no matter how tough it looks, no matter how hard it seems, no matter how inconvenient, how unfair it is. I have to do this and everybody else just wakes up. Oh, I believe we'll go to church after a big night's sleep. It's not even fair. We just get faithful. Faithful to read the Word. Faithful to pray in the... Faithful, faithful. You know what this means, faithful. You've got to find something and be faithful over it. The Bible says in Matthew 25, if you're faithful over a few things, he'll make you master over many things. Faithful is God's key note. Well, I just hit and miss as, it, as I feel like it. You know, I might not feel good that morning when I get up. And, you know, I have to see how breakfast goes down. I have to see if I put gas in the car. And I have to and I have to. We may not make it. We just may not make it. Oh, it's guaranteed you won't make it. You've already set yourself. You've already put your feet in the box and poured the concrete. Just don't know how that happened. No, you got to say, we will make it. We will chip this concrete off. We will, we will walk. We will call Lulu and say, I need a ride to church or whatever. 
You know that little story I saw in that restaurant? Uh, uh, help me with it. Got a problem for every answer. It takes all of their life to live their life. There's nothing left over for God. Because it takes the untrained man, it takes all of their life to live their life. Well, i got to quit here. Let's see if there's one more scripture that I could say. Oh, I like this one about praying in tongues. It's in Romans 8. I'm talking to you about the exponential man. The exponential man. That what man is that? He's the water walker. He's the water walker. Nobody else would get out with him. There was 11 boys in the boat. It was the same Jesus they all knew. Where was John? Where was James? Where was Matthew? I get it where Thomas was. You know, he's a thumb sucker. <laughs> I get that, but not John. Not Matt. Luke wrote a Bible. I wrote a book. Where's he? Peter, the loudmouth, was out of the boat. Us loudmouths, we just might make it. Hallelujah. Exponential man. I don't see why you'd want to be a Christian except just to go to heaven if you didn't want to live a victorious life on earth. Looks like it'd be a tough old sled for 75 or 85 years to just struggle like everybody else, but then get the point at him and say, well, but I do get to go to heaven. I hope. I think. Maybe. They're not even confident. I talked to all my Baptist family, and I talked to them about heaven just like y'all do. And they're going, well, I hope I'm good enough at the end. See, so they don't even have grace. They're just hoping they're good enough to go. Well, back to this. We'll go to Romans chapter 8, and then I will quit. I really, really will. It says in verse uh, 26. In another version, it says it different, but this one, King James says, Likewise, so he's comparing this with some, some things that are up in the verses before. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Now, that word there, it's translated weaknesses. Anybody in here ever had any weaknesses? Just, just, just needed to be strong, and we just weren't. He says, the Spirit help us, helps our weaknesses. Why, Paul? Well, we, we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Boy, that is me. There's a million things to pray about, and I just don't know how to approach it. God, what is this? Romans 12, he talks to us about uh, uh, that we might prove that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. But sometimes you just don't know what to pray. Should I take this job? Should I live in this house? Should we buy this car? He said, ah, there's an answer because the Spirit helps your weaknesses. The Spirit itself maketh intercession. He prays. He prays. He prays for me, for us. He prays. What a deal. When you don't know what to pray, God doesn't say, ha, you're locked out. He says, Holy Spirit will pray for you. Does that mean we'll get an email saying, I prayed for you yesterday? No. He says, uh, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Lots of translations talk about that different. Uh, one version says, cannot be expressed in words. And he that searches the hearts, Holy Ghost, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes, he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Woo-hoo! When you don't know what to pray, and there is a perfect answer, a way, a path to pray, 
And if you can pray it, if you can pray that path or that way, God can answer it. You go, well, God just needs to answer some stuff without us asking. It's not the way the kingdom's built. He, he, he creates the word. He creates his word or his will. But he doesn't just blow it up there. Even God brooded over the waters when he was creating the earth. What was he doing? He said, light be. And guess what the Bible says? Light was. Well, why did God, God, God himself have to say light be? Why didn't he just go zap? Because he's got the same rule we got. It has to be his word. So he created light by saying light be. And then he said, go and do what I did. So why did it rain Thursday night on their revival? Because nobody pushed the low pressure and the high pressure and the humidity and the warm air. No one pushed it around. So the system just came in. God didn't send it. The devil didn't send it unless there was destruction. It just was a part of the meteorology of the world. And you got to intervene with the word. Peace, be still. Isn't that what Jesus did right after Peter had all the boys? He said, peace, be still. And it calmed down. Guess what? Peter could have done it. Okay. Verse 28. Okay, we got weaknesses. We don't know what to pray for, but Holy Ghost says, I'll pray for you. And what will be the result? Verse 28. We know that all things work together for good. Who to? To them that love God. Oh, and to them who are the called. They know they're called. There's a purposeful purpose for their life. They're on a path. They're on a mission. They're on a course that says, I need to be in a certain place or with certain stuff. I need my needs met. And God said, we can pray that out. That is the will of God for you to be there with that. But we got to have groanings. You got to pray stuff out. How, you don't know what to pray. So you pray in the Holy Ghost. What's that? What's that business? We're praying out the plan of God. We're giving him a place because I don't know what the next step is. Do you always know what the next step is? <laughs> no. Do you want to just take a chance on the world delivering you the will of God? No. I want to be at the right place at the right time with the right people. I got to pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, there's certain things that you know. Certain headline things that you know. Get up every day and go to work is one of them. Go to church. Every time the doors are open, go to church. That's another one. You don't, God, do you want me to read the Bible? No, you don't have to pray about that. You want me to eat today? Yes. I've obeyed that commandment faithfully. I am, I am the chief. Hallelujah. You get the point. You get the point. Well, what happens? Here's my, I'm ending it right here. Exponential man. You pray in the Holy Ghost, things happen that are above or beyond natural law. You go, well, that's not fair. Favor's not fair. <laughs> Favor's not fair. It puts you at the front of the line. Everywhere I go in the restaurant, they say it'll be a 20-minute wait. I said, could you put us in front of all those people? I turned my order in. I said, could you put ours in first? They all laugh. Some of them go back there and say, we, we need a rush on this. I'm just telling you how it works. Favor ain't fair. I want to live an exponential life. 
didn't even know there'd be one for most of my life. When I got the Holy Ghost, I told you all that. I told God, this is not fair. I am 27 years old. I'm just about done, and now I'm just now finding out about this. And he told me, he's very, he humored me. He said, I'm going to catch you up. Well, let's get God to catch us up right here. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to catch us up. We, we hadn't really known about your design for us to live an exponential life. How you translated Philip to Azotus. How the tithe was your secret plan to give us finances that cannot be accounted for, that just are so awesome and so full and so more than enough that we can't even handle it, Lord. You, you want us to have an exponential life. So forgive us, Lord, for being stiff-necked and stubborn and, and religious, unbelieving. Forgive us, Lord. We, we didn't do right. We knew where the answer was, but we didn't go to your word. And I ask you right now for River Church to live an exponential church life. For us to have, we're so small, Lord. We're so insignificant. We are the, we're like Gideon. We're the least in our father's house and we're the least tribe. But we ask you, Lord, to help us. And we'll let you use us, Lord, together and separately to whatever your end is. We don't, we don't care. We have no preconceived idea. We just want you to do more than we can ask, think, imagine, or meditate. We want it to be beyond our natural experience and the memories in our heart. And so I ask you to do that for us, Lord. We all agree and say, Amen. Amen. Okay, we'll put your expector on. Because what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, I'm putting on it. I am in this. I am in this message. I am wore out from doing it naturally. Can I say that? Sometimes my back hurts. Sometimes my finger hurts. Sometimes my, I just not live supernaturally. And yet, I've lived more supernaturally than just about anybody I know. And yet, and yet. So, I, if I'm going to go the distance, i got to get over on him. If I'm going to accomplish what he's called me, personally, I'm not talking about his pastor. Just me. Just me in my little own by-myself life. I have to put on an exponential life. So, this has got to be everything. This is the only place that it is. This is the only place that is exceeding abundantly above. So this is my dearest companion. This is my life. And praying in the Holy Ghost, I am on that too. If you're driving to work, you ought to be turning off doodle-doodle-doo, my dog on the railroad track. And you ought to turn on the Word or something. Maybe your dog's not on the railroad track. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I love you. That's the end of that. Does anybody have a testimony? What happened right now? What happened in this, this hour? Did anything happen? Pam, did something happen to you in this hour? Faith arose in your heart. Of course it did. Ben, learn some wisdom. Jesus is, he has become wisdom to us. Cassius, y'all got anything to report on? A desire. Now, y'all, that's huge. 
You know, they say, Dr. Cole always said, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, but you can salt his oats. And I am the oat salter. But this is what salts all of our oats. You won't do it unless you have a desire. You might not do it even with a desire, but you sure won't do it without a desire. Darlene, what's, what went on this morning? A refreshing. Good sister, good. What's going on, Miss Wendy? Faith answers. Yes, ma'am. It answers everything. Joy? Changed his mind. Woohoo! Renewed his mind. Amen. Well, let's just get it. Let's just stand up and lift our hands up to Jesus. He is the source of everything that's good that has happened here. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your goodness. You are so, so good. So good. Even that you would show us these things. You're so good, Lord. We are just so blessed. And we're now we're going to be a blessing. Thank you, Lord, for encouraging us to an exponential life. Yay, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you.